0: Welcome to episode 22 of the Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies, the aspirational podcast for hopeless people just like us. And I'm your host Donna Scott and this week I'm by myself because Neil's having a bath. What can I say? Both hygiene and relaxation are important. Look after them. How are you all? I am pretty fab, apart from my hay fever has been going through the roof. Do you know what I've discovered? And it's a really sad thing. But apparently, alcohol makes hay fever worse. Because your cider and that has got histamines in it. So, I've had to take two tablets today to counter the fact that I had a few bits of cider yesterday. few bits of cider. Yes, that's a measurement. So what has been going on with my week? Well, I had some news, and you may have heard this already on Chris Purchase's show, but I only went and won, I didn't win, a competition this week uh, in that uh, my company had an art competition, you know, where you're supposed to imitate famous paintings, and I imitated Edouard Manet's A Woman Reading, and i came third third my picture was spot on i looked just i even you know put my hair down like a fringe and i was reading an arts lab comic just like the lady in the picture probably was so he says that's not bad you know that's pretty good bronze medal bronze medal do you know what else is bronze a turkey yeah, So I don't even get a prize. Fumin, Foomin. But it's been a good week. had a pretty good week. Uh, watched some telly last night. Watched uh, Rob Mulholland's stand-up show on YouTube. Check that out. It's brilliant. And on the Netflix, I watched after... I should have been watching it ages ago, but I watched Hannah Gadsby's show Douglas. Now, you may have seen Nanette her previous show on Netflix, which was uh, highly acclaimed, in which she's very, very funny and then has a bit of a rant at the end. as very theatric and makes you think a lot. Douglas is just a gem. It's just a gem all the way through. And she was like referring to the fact that she called her show Douglas after her dog. And I remarked to Neil, ah, oh, it's probably because his name's Douglas Pooch. You've heard me going on about mine before. And... Yeah, turns out it is that area of the body to which the dog has been named after. Uh, But she never called him Douglas Pooh. She she missed the joke in the actual name. She probably didn't miss the joke in the actual name, but I I found an extra joke in the show. Um, So, well done me. But yeah, watch Douglas. It's fantastic. I was howling. I think as well, Neil might be a little bit fed up of editing things this week because... Well, he's set himself the task of editing the film that we've been doing this weekend. Because all the comedians, all of the comedians, all of the comedians are taking part in Let's Remake a Film Project. And we've chosen to, well, collectively chosen to do Groundhog Day. Because isn't that apt? It's a flipping brilliant idea. And that's been organised by James Cook. And previously they did Toy Story and I watched the premiere of that as it was airing. I'm so glad I did. It was amazing. All these clips put together to make Toy Story. Uh, But alas, some people had used copyrighted music in the clips and YouTube took it down after 15 minutes. So we've got like the very firm instructions this time of don't use copyrighted anything. We're making Groundhog Day. I must say what amazing fun it has been. The problem though is that Groundhog Day is filmed in the dead of winter with snow falling. And what was this weekend? Only the hottest day of the year. We found a quiet little road to do our bit on and there was heat haze coming off it and we're wearing beanie hats and duffel coats. But my goodness we are brilliant. Oh, I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably talk more about the setup another time because we have put quite a lot of effort into our bit, I'll tell you that. We're so proud. Although, acting-wise, I'm less Andy McDowell than Andy Mc35 Mill Doweling, which is the thickest pine dowel that B&Q do, which means it is very wooden. What else have been doing this week? Well, a bit more ornithology. I am the new Billardie, Billardie, put your hands all over my body. Sorry, that's a disturbing image. Uh, I've been taking uh, Harvey the dog for extra long walks in the nature reserve near our house and taking photos of all these birds that I can. And they're all flipping blurry. I've given up now. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, I've done a little video of a kingfisher. It was right in front of me. And quite a big kingfisher. And sat very still. But as close as I, c- I could zoom in on it. You can't see it on my camera. Against all the foliage. And If you zoom in and it will expand the, the photo. It just turns everything into an impressionistic blur. Ends of, Everything looks as blurry as Barnard's castle in Dominic. Cumming's vision, but I have seen some really good birds this week. I've seen the kingfisher. I have seen reed warblers. skylarks are plenty. I've heard a yellowhammer. I've seen a cuckoo, an actual cuckoo, swallows, swifts, a uh, gray wagtail, and a black cap. Ah. very up on my birds, and also I had a bit of a mystery. The other day, and that I found a dead, well, look, like butterfly on the on the path. Harvey gave it a sniff and didn't touch it. It was very good heart, very good boy, Harvey. Uh, and I took a picture, going, "What is this?" It was beautiful. It was dead, but it was beautiful. <laughs> and uh, it took a number of different people before we identified a scarlet tiger moth. Look it up. So pretty. Doesn't, you think of moths as being quite drab. But not this, it's just lovely orange and red, very vibrant colors on its underwing as well. because uh, like a lot of the time when butterflies and moths put their wings up, they look like trees and bark and under plants and things to sort of like hide themselves. What I was reading on the um, Butterfly Conservation Society site was that they're normally found in the south. South West and Wales. And we're in the Midlands, so this thing was a bit far from home. So, I'm quite proud of seeing it dead. Poor thing. They don't live very long, do they? Butterflies. Oh, and talking of Dominic Cummings... (laughs) I'm having trouble saying his name. Almost like his name is Benedict Cumberbatch. Another ridiculous name. Dom Cum. Right, he... (laughs) He did that talk in the Rose Garden last week as he gave his excuses for having driven all the way to Barnard's Castle after driving to his parents' home in Yorkshire. And, oh, good grief. People remarked, oh, at least he's put a shirt on. He did. He looked like, He'd never worn a shirt before. <laughs> In fact, that was not his shirt, was it? Who who lives at number 10 and has quite big white shirts? He borrowed Bar- one of Boris's, hadn't he? <laughs> That's why it's hanging off him. That's why he had to sort of roll the sleeves up. <laughs> it wasn't just because it was a hot day. <laughs> it's because we'd have noticed how baggy it was. We did notice how baggy it was, but we'd have noticed how ridiculously baggy it was. <laughs> We didn't have the sleeves rolled up. Blurmin heck. It's probably sort of like Boris hanging in the background, just fingers on his nipples, hiding them, waiting for, for, for Dom to finish with his shirt so he can pop it back on again. <laughs> oh imagery. Oh, I've never heard such a, a load of baloney in my life that he gave. Oh. Cummings didn't just give us a caveat it was the finest beluga caveat which is to say it's not just an excuse it's very fishy and it seems the people indulging in that kind of thing are all rich and entitled aren't they him, Rachel Johnson I don't know of course the problem with all of this is it's going to encourage people to go out and misbehave isn't it, people are already giving Dominic Cummings as an excuse to the police when when they're being told off And one of the things that really gets my goat is I love stats but the stats that I'm following at the moment are scary stats I am looking at the uh, world worldometer site are you are you a fan of the worldometer site like me I'm glued to it every day and for the second time the graph is all you know the little bar chart it's messed up they've messed it up again so They made a mistake, apparently, yesterday by saying there's only 111 deaths. But no, there were 556 extra deaths yesterday. So they've had to sort of do a minus amount on today's. (laughs) I don't like it. It's messed up. Great big spikes. Oh, good grief. But that is too many. It's too many. We're over 39,000 people dead now. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, One of the things that they were going to rely on was the rolling seven-day deaths figure because in a way deaths probably aren't the thing that they should be looking at it should be about hospital capacity and they've not had to sort of use the nightingale hospitals they've built which is good but at the same time the seven-day rolling figures are not improving on the projected rates that were set out last month so that's not good and yet they've started opening things up anyway that's just stupid if you are one of the people who have decided to send your child back to school don't worry don't panic you do what you need to do and the school sizes are quite small anyway so social distancing should be possible for the children that have had to go back i have been looking at some of the news items about kids going back to school and i saw a photograph of a school in tamworth with the pupils all spaced out in the classroom. That was fine. Then I just thought, well, where's the teacher? And I looked again, and there was no room for the teacher. The teacher was on a, on a massive telly on the wall. <laughs> How is that much different to homeschooling? So you just know that one of the kids is saying, can we switch him off and put the Disney Channel on? <laughs> Flippin' heck. And Ikea is open. Oh, praise the Lord. Ikea be open. Right, Ikea at least. Now, there is a store that already had its one-way system sorted. (laughs) But you know what it means, don't you? A load of people going in are just going to walk straight past the thing they went in to look at. And then they'll need to buy something so that they don't feel like it was a wasted trip. So that's going to be a sharp uptick in the sale of fish slices and tea lights. One thing they have said is that couples can't go in you're only allowed to go in one adult at a time and that makes a change because when couples go into Ikea they're normally separated when they come out (laughs) oh what else has been in the news Michael Legg has done an awesome tweet tonight have you seen Donald Trump's tweets he's just crazy but he just he did one earlier just saying fake news (laughs) capital letters exclamation mark What is it with old people and the capital letters and exclamation marks after everything? Somebody must have said something about him. Nobody knows what the fake news referred to. But then just before that, he just did one tweet that said, again, capital letters, law and order. And Michael Legg has retweeted it and just gone, Mel and Kim. So we've all joined in. I've gone bodger and badger. Of course, what is happening in the US? is frankly terrible. And the more I learn about how George Floyd was killed, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? We just learned tonight that the whole cause of the cops trying to arrest him in the first place was because he was suspected of having a forged $20 bill. To think that that is what triggered the loss of this man's life. I mean, even if somebody has a, a $20 bill deliberately, it's not worth dying over. It's not worth resting over like that. It's not worth it, is it? It's literally $20. Good grief. I was going to say, how often have we unwittingly passed fake notes over to somebody. We don't know, do we? Because they never told us. We have all used to feel those pound coins going, these pound coins are a bit light. That is why they got replaced a couple of years ago, isn't it? We've all probably handled dodgy currency at some point. And you know, I follow a lot of true crime podcasts, um, like Real Crime Profile and Truth and Justice. And uh undisclosed and thing is things are really bad over here, they're really bad here, in terms of racial profiling from the police, and you know things just being generally not fair, unequal, disproportionate, just stacked, terrible, 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 but America, you put us into a cocked hat. That is a that is a typical British expression, you can have it. Cocked hat Your 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 cock is wearing a hat. Your, your cock is not wearing a hat. Your cock has had a, a, a lovely tan with those little white plastic goggles on to really accentuate the whiteness around the eyes. Oh anyway, what I'm seeing is the police some police being brilliant Taking the knee, saying solidarity. Some police being absolute dicks. Driving cars into protesters. <sighs> um, Throwing objects at people, breaking curfew. A photojournalist has been blinded in one eye. And then there's like racists joining in and stabbing people. You can see that President Trump is reacting to looting because it's terrible they're they're hitting shops and everything this thing is looting, rioting is merely symptomatic of the situation that has been caused by trigger happy racially profiling terrible society (laughs) what can we say these things are going to happen. There's, it's it's anger against the objects of ownership. Like, yeah, people getting hurt by their businesses being uh, wrecked. But ah, a man died. A man died. So anyway, you can see, there's been lots of looting of shops. I see the pictures in New York. Are Dolce & Gabbana got looted. Urban Outfitters got looted. Although with the latter, it was hard to tell. Oh, is this a broken strip light hanging down? Or a hip statement objet? And where are all the clothes? Oh, they're on the floor where the assistants hung them. Come on, kids, kit yourself out with a capsule floor drobe. Urban Outfitters, bah. Oh and I had to look twice because apparently somebody who works for Louis Vuitton has donated $50 generously to a protester bail fund uh, <laughs> and um but he also got very angry at the protesters because they had wrecked the shop of a friend of his whose name was Wotherspoon and that wasn't the name of the shop but I just thought oh they they've wrecked Wotherspoons <laughs> that must be the American Wotherspoons what does a wrecked Wotherspoons look like? See, joke A, you can't tell. <laughs> and I'm getting invites to go and join UK-based protests this week in Northampton. And you know what? I'm, I'm with you in spirit, but I'm not going to go. I mean, love you and bless you and... Uh, the calls and everything, but I've seen the pictures of the ones in London and people look a little bit close. And I, look, I've not been shielding. I'm not a vulnerable person. But why I am is bloody unlucky. And I don't want to be in a crowd. Also, I went to Aldi on Saturday and we're, on the far aisle I wanted to get some baking things and I did want to pick up a couple of beers but it got so crowded towards that side of the store because it's where the queues start as well and people were just trying to walk past me and everything and I I just basically just legged it from that section as fast as I could if I can't cope in that situation I am not going to cope in uh, oh my god where are people moving situation I really got to the stage where, you know, like Aldi, like last time I went, which was like a month ago, was had hand sanitizer gel, disinfectant wipes, no bouncers, making sure everything was, was great on the door all the time. And people to tell you how to stand in the store as well, moving you on at that side. But, you know, I'm not saying it's it's like Civilization is broken down in Aldi or anything, but it's a little bit different now because they've run out of hand sanitizer. Um, They don't. They never had a one-way system. They just. But you know, they're, they're intermittently letting people into the store. I'm not. I'm not wholly confident that they're checking the far end to see how many people are in. Because it gets a bit ah, and then you get to the till, and you find one of the little places to stand on, and then somebody somebody goes front of you. He goes, oh, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Oh, you can go before me. I am before you. <laughs> this is what this spot means. I am in the queue. Social distancing. Back off. <laughs> oh my god. What have we come to, people? What have we come to? So, I am particularly annoyed at the state of the world because these are the leaders we've got. Trump, Johnson and they're just So incompetent. The whole reason everything is rubbish is because when it came to needing proper leadership at certain times, it was not there. Oh my goodness, it's so frustrating. But I know you share my pain. I mean, I get things wrong as well. At the beginning, I was saying, oh, Johnson's doing a good job. I did say it. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I didn't know how bad it was. And I am attentive attentive to those stats I am stato stato <laughs> except I'm not a stato because if you know who stato is stato was into football and I couldn't give a toss about football anyway time to relax and feel chilled I'm now eating some of the things that I've grown not very many things I'm eating some basil and some basil tonight and some salad I am having to supplement that salad with other bought salad because there's not an awful lot of it, but still, that's an achievement, isn't it? And I've been foraging today. I've picked up some elderflower heads, so i going to make the elderflower wine. <laughs> oh, and I had a little picture on my head then of a one of those signs in the loose of the pub where I have my writers meet in every month that says "Stomp me, squeeze me, make me wine," and there's a picture of a grape. Oh, I miss the pub. But, you know, it's going to be like having my own pub with my own brew, isn't it? And I finally get this uh, all sorted, which I need to do tomorrow. Because I picked them today and they won't last. But it needs to be done because I think I have managed to bring some ants back in the bag as well. We'll let the ants escape from this bag. And then I'll, I'll turn the elderflowers into wine. I I say, though, I'm missing my family I've been surprising some of them with surprise whatsapp face calls so like I, you need to see my face I need to see yours <laughs> um, and you know I worry about how my dad is his wife sent me a video of him uh, this week but it was the same video as we, they sent last month I'm not sure she noticed but it's definitely the same video and uh, that like it's very repetitive that radio station he listens to and um yeah, what I had found on like the the care home group have a postcard sending service and it's like an online thing so you fill in a postcard and send it to them and then they give it to their um, residents uh, and um, you know, you've managed to send them a little postcard so I said sent them a little hi dad Thing is, I've got no idea whether he has received this postcard but then again, he's probably got no idea that he's received it either that's dementia. Talking of things to read, I've got some good news. I am soon going to be able to start reading for pleasure. Oh yeah, (laughs) because I have just finished Best of British Science Fiction Anthology and I've written all my bits for it. Uh, My introduction, my acknowledgements and that's, that's all gone off now for publication, which is brilliant. I have to say, I am so proud of it. I think it's the best anthology I have worked on to date. And there are so many amazing stories in it. I am so, so proud. So when I say I can now read for pleasure, working on the whole thing was pleasurable. But now I can read other things too. And I've got another um, editorial project out of the way. I'm now working on the last thing I had in May. So I have some free time coming up and I can actually read some books. Fantastic. Because I've still got uh, five books to read that I bought at Easter from the Newcom book launch. So I'm really looking forward to reading those. As well as Ginger Kid by Steve Hofstetter and Dark Choir by Paul Mellewish. So that's a bit of a stack to be getting on with. And I'm also looking forward to taking part in some more online gigs as well. So that's all good. I just wish I could feel relaxed this week, but I'm not feeling very relaxed because I've got a new training class starting as well. So it's new people, um, online speaking to them. And it's okay if they're, you know, an audience. I'm very used to speaking to audiences. It's just that, you know... I often have it as a a thing in my head when I'm performing. Don't take this the wrong way, but I have it in in my head when I'm performing that you don't matter, and that's what gets me through. But I have the same kind of feelings with uh, preparing for a training class as I, I do when I've got a gig coming up, and, you know, that horrible feeling you get when adrenaline comes too early and you're about to do your performance but you feel so tired and you're thinking i just need another boost of that right now and um and what happens then is of course you do your gig and then the adrenaline kicks in maybe towards the end of the gig (laughs) which means you rush the end of your gig and then you fall asleep straight away as soon as you've left the stage (laughs) almost you get into the car on the way home and it's like I must stay awake for the entire journey or I'll be a bad passenger and then you don't, you fall asleep. <laughs> so yeah, adrenaline. Not always nice. <laughs> Do you, how can you be an adrenaline junkie? It's just it's the worst drug. The worst drug your brain can give you. Give me dopamine. Dopamine brain, thank you. That get dopamine from the adulation of the audience, of course. So it's different. It, I suppose if you get dopamine and (laughs) adrenaline, that's when it makes you super woozy. I don't know what I'm on about. I miss audiences. (laughs) But I've got one now and I'm still nervous. That's healthy though, isn't it? No, it's not. Anyway, speaking of audiences, I better go and get some beauty sleep so that I am ready for my class tomorrow. So I will speak to you soon. Before we go, I'm going to tell you something lovely in that if your gardens are as full of weeds as mine currently is, um, wood avens apparently were an ancient spice used to flavour beer. And nettles make good pesto. Top tip. So that's the aspirational bit of my podcast out of the way. <laughs> Okay, I'm um, going to love you and leave you, and I shall see you next week. S- stay safe. Bye. You've been listening to The Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies with Donna Scott. The music was It Looks Like the Future But It Feels Like the Past by Dr Turtle.